If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Hello and welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Podcast and Live Broadcast. I'm your host, Mallory Donahue, and... Ooh, things are, uh, my hair, my hair doesn't look as beautiful as it normally does today. For those of you who are listening in podcast land, you don't have to see that. But it is PJ month, so, you know, maybe I have a little bit of an excuse. Um, so for those of you who are, uh, watching today, we're going to talk a little bit about PJs, and we're going to talk about the choices you can make when you are making PJs, and, uh, what all of you, you know, enjoyed about and and your preferences about PJs. Uh, Louise says she loves the new kimono. Thank you. I've had this fabric for a couple of years, and I have. It's just been been waiting to become a kimono. I'm really excited to have it. So hi Priscilla and Dory and Kim. Uh, Louise, I said hello to you. Uh, so, you know. The the kimono pattern, for those of you who don't have it yet, uh, it is in the February issue of the So Long and So Happy zine. So you can go to sewhere.com and you can get that zine. And there's also another, you know, thing that we're doing with that uh, that I'll talk about later, a giveaway. Hi, Marisa. She says she's glad to see us again. I know, Marisa, I've really messed up your schedule because I think she said she used to listen to us when she'd go on her morning walks, which now I'm now I'm broadcasting in the evening, which has its pluses and minuses. Uh, I just got the baby to sleep, so that's why the hair is a little... <laughs> A little crazy tonight. Hey, Rachel, how's it going? Yeah, so this is a rayon that I think is from, like, Girl Charlie way back in the day. Uh, the the black and white here. And then the satin is a satin that's been in our stash for ever. Um, so <clears throat> it's nice to keep around some of these, like, neutral uh, colors. Well, what am I saying? Not even neutral, but just some solid colors of satin that you can use to access things. Hi, Tanita. How you doing? Um, and Rachel. So I've, I just knew that this, you know, flowy fabric would be a wonderful kimono. This is a woven fabric. Okay. So I said it was, um, I think I said it was a rayon. It's like a rayon chalet. Okay. Uh, Stevie says, hello from Australia. What fabric would you use to cope in our heat? Well, um, I would say that that can kind of depend on the person, okay? Cotton is a fairly breathable fabric, so is linen. This is a really lightweight chili. Um, I would, I think that this would be fine for the warmer months, or you can be naked, and I know that... I'm not completely familiar with all of the weather in Australia, okay? Um, but I bet you get some colder months too. Okay, so keep that in mind as you're making your kimonos. I also like a knit kimono for the summer sometimes too. And that's the the first kimono I made uh, for this month. Not the first one I ever made. But the first kimono I made for this month, it was made out of like a, a, a brushed rayon knit, okay? So this is a woven so when I constructed my knit kimono, I used a three-thread narrow overlock stitch on my serger. 
Many of you know that we are big advocates of this stitch for stretchy fabrics, for activewear, etc. This is a woven. Everything on here is a woven, but I did construct this on the serger. And since it's all wovens, I used a four thread overlock. I will tell you, I sat down to seam this kimono up and this machine was set up for a three thread. And I kind of just wasn't like thinking very clearly. Um, like I would, my instinct would have been to do a four thread, but I started actually sewing on this kimono with a three thread. And so I was, um, I had the baby on my back. I was just like trying to get this done. And so I stopped after like a little bit of my fabric went through, you know, and I, I tried to, you know, spread my seam apart, test my seam to see if this would work. And the three thread narrow, it was not appropriate for this lightweight woven fabric. The stitches were showing too much, okay? So I switched to the four thread. Hey, Jen. And Lauren says she just finished a nightgown on a kimono. I cannot wait to see it, okay? Um, <clears throat> and you shall be rewarded, okay, for making a kimono. So anyway, this is my woven one. Uh, we didn't do bands on this one. It's just surged and flipped and top stitched. And actually, my hem is kind of curved. Hopefully, I can snap a picture of that later. It's a different kind of hem than my other one. But uh, yeah, very, very um, nice. Mom, I'm acting like I made the robe all the way, okay? I just... She <laughs> ZD, ZD helped me um, make this robe for sure. I would say, like, I cut it out and then today... Sam and I were needing to pack orders, and then I said, Mom, you got to make, you got to finish this kimono for me because I need it for tonight, and Sam and I are packing orders, having to, like, construct new boxes and all this stuff, and Mom just goes, I'm so glad you all are doing that, and I get to sew, <laughs> and I was like, well, thank you very much, <laughs> so anyway, I'm, you know, Happy, happy mom, happy life, right? So I was happy that she she got to sew today. But yeah, no no satin band on the end of this. This sleeve is actually, like, this is pretty long, and I'm happy with this. So I do want to make a kimono. I think this would be best in a knit where maybe the sleeve is less full, and I do kind of a longer cuff, and it would be a little bit more, like, flowy, but also it would stay out of my way when I'm doing dishes. Although I could be like, hey, honey, sorry, wearing my kimono. You got to do the dishes. Okay. <laughs> so keep that in mind. That's another tactic, uh, that you can do. Um, but for PJs, I'm talking about PJs, the kimono, I mean, I'm so excited. I want to have a new one every week. I'll have my mom make me a new kimono each week. <laughs> in the, in the pajama planner. Okay. We have a themed planner for every month that you can purchase, or it's included with your zigzag membership. Um, in pajama preferences, I have you sort of talk about how you like to wear your pajamas and how you like to store your pajamas. This was new to me. Um, I dated a guy in college. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. I just dated one guy. No, I'm kidding. Probably like two or three. Anyway. Um, so I dated this guy in college, though, and he kept his PJs in his, like, under his pillow or like in his pillowcase. I can't remember, but I remember us talking about this and I was like, what? Like he folds up, he would like wear, you know, PJs over again, right? Like some of us, you know, can do that. Um, you know, maybe you wear a pair for a, like a set of PJs for a few nights. Maybe you wear PJs for an entire week, but he would fold up his pajamas that he was wearing and he would put them under his pillow or in his pillowcase. And I'm like, 
that's an amazing idea. And I remember telling my mom, and she's like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I know about that. Like, I, maybe she said she even had us do that, you know, when we were kids at some point. And I'm like, this is so smart. Like, if you're going to wear it again, and we all know that we have clothes that we take out of our closet and we wear, and then we're not ready to, like, put them in the laundry, but we're not ready to put them back in the closet either. Like, maybe a bra or some kind of, uh, like, undergarment like that. Uh, you know, a jacket you probably put back in the closet when you're finished wearing it. Um, but something that is, you know, to be worn again, but not yet to be laundered, but really shouldn't probably go back, like, in the drawer, you know? And that could be PJs. And so, anyway, I just thought, like, yeah, that's a great idea. So, hot tip, <laughs> if this was news to you as it was news to me um, when I was uh, dating that guy in college, you could store your PJs. Um, yeah, Dory says, I remember keeping my nightgown under my pillow as a kid. I just, I'm, I'm telling you that I learned about this when was I in college. Ten-ish uh, years ago. But, yeah. It, it, that's a smart idea. So if it's new to you. Oh, Denise says she had a pajama pillow when she was a kid. Stuffed animal thing with a zipper pocket for PJs. There you go. So kids can keep them in there. Um, we we sort of, we take my daughter's PJs off and we just like lay them on her bed. Um, she doesn't at this point like play in her room by herself a lot. Like, because she's two and a half. So, um... You know, it's fine for them to be laying on the bed, but if you do have a kid who's, like, spending a lot of time in their room, you know, alone, you want those to be, like, put away, I think that's a great idea. Tanita says she used to do that as a kid. However, she doesn't wear PJs anymore. Yeah, you know, I haven't – I've been putting up some polls in the group. I think this is so fun. Uh, asking people their preferences, and then people get angry with me when they can't add their own options or they, you know, are like, I – have all the seasons, so I've asked about, like, length of PJ pants or the type of waistbands you prefer, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess I learned this about Facebook. Even though I originated the post, I can't go back and edit it because I was like, oh, I should have included such and such option, and I didn't, you know. So anyway, that them's the breaks. You just got to comment and tell me what's up. Uh, I am wearing my super ratty pair of PJ pants that I have not yet copied yet. But I do want to say uh, in the pajama planner, I want to share a few of the questions that you can sort of think about with PJs. What will you do in your PJs? Parentheses. Just sleep, lounge, workout, special partner time. Our first kimono picture came from a sewist who was talking about how you know, she was like making this belt for the kimono and this and that and the other thing. And I can't remember what somebody suggested. She said, no, I want a little bit of easier access than that because this is supposed to be for special partner time. So sometimes, you know, those things can coincide uh, that you're wanting to maybe look a little bit alluring in your PJs for, you know, your partner. What are your PJ pet peeves? PJ pet peeves. Say that five times fast. Uh, PJ pet peeves perhaps are pants that ride up over your calves or, you know, what it, oh, someone did not like that I put in, like, spaghetti strap along with sleeveless tops, which I know are different, but I didn't want to make my pole, like, 10 items long. And they said, sleeveless is different. When I'm wearing spaghetti straps, I can become strangled by them. So there's a PJ pet peeve. Uh, will you make PJs for anyone else this month? These kimonos are so fast, and you can approximate basically the entire kimono based on someone's height, just about. So um, I'm actually planning on making these for my girlfriends. 
Uh, I have a group of friends who I uh, knew very well in high school. Like, that's when we got really close. And we <laughs> we just call each other the lovelies now. I won't go into all of that. But we keep in touch. Uh, we're, we're trying to keep in touch even more often. And I ask them all of their measurements. And I plan on making them some kimonos and, like, getting them some cute socks and sending them uh, sending those to them. And I'm even thinking of just sending that to them in the summer. So Rachel says I'm planning three more kimonos uh, uh, for post-Christmas gifts. So I think I'm going to send these to them in the summer. I'm going to say, this is your Christmas present. I'm sending it to you now. It's going to take the pressure off of me. Enjoy your robe. Um, and so I'll pick some fabrics for that. So, hey, Mary. She says, hello, Mary. Uh, hello, hello, Mallory. Uh, do you wear your PJs more than once, and where do you store your PJs? So that has to do with the pillow that we talked about, right? And then, of course, there is a um, a little thing here about your inventory. <laughs> Denise says, the sleeveless spaghetti strap thing was from my daughter, Rochelle. OMG, we are famous. Yes, yes, absolutely. I thought I thought Rochelle's response was hilarious, okay? Oh, people are saying they made the kimonos. Excited. Okay, you have to. Here's the deal. Let's let's just get to the really fun part. So I haven't drawn for uh, January's giveaway. I apologize for that. I meant to do that today. And then our schedule got very, very tight uh, this evening with a few things that went on um, with my husband's work and getting pictures taken for a very exciting blog post that's coming out tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. So, so many things happening. But our schedule got tight. It's all good. And I will draw for that, and I'll announce the winners next week for the salmon prom dress fabric. Now this month, what we're doing is all of our ZigZag members are going to be entered into a drawing for, check it out, the, I call this like the diamond eye fabric from the satin kimono here, okay? This is the kimono uh, that I wore uh, to introduce, you know, the concept of PJ Month, etc. This satin here. Um, we are going to be giving away two yards of this within the zigzaggers, okay? And then everyone who posts a photo of themselves, you can do it on Instagram or within the Facebook group. If you post a picture of yourself in your kimono, um, you are going to be entered to win two yards of this satin. So I'm, I, I didn't, I didn't remember that we had this still. And mom said, oh yeah, we've still got that. That would be an excellent giveaway. And I'm like, yes, yes it would. So you could make your very own kimono. Two yards, um, for a kimono. What that would mean is from your shoulder down, it would be three feet, okay? So that could be a shorter-ish robe, but still pretty nice. Uh, Rachel says, is there a hashtag we need to include? Rachel, tell me the hashtag that you did for your robe. I will be, I will be using that. I can't remember which one it was. I don't want to say anything out loud until you tell me what the hashtag was that you used, because that's the one I wanted to use, and I just can't remember what it is. So just waiting on you, Rachel. Uh, things are a little delayed in Facebook comment land. But yes, the hashtag's important because that's what I'll do to search for people who have made their kimonos. And I, I'll look on Instagram and I'll look within the group. Those are the two places. Don't post it like to your Facebook profile and then expect me to see it because I may not. Oh, 
ZD says we're doing two and a half yards of um of this. So that's a way that's that's more. Instead of it being three feet, you know, you will get um one and a quarter yards there. So three feet nine inches. Is that right? So forty-seven inches from your shoulder to the hem. And then if you are somebody, uh this stuff is 60 inches wide, okay? So if you're someone who is taller than ZD or ZD and myself, uh, 60 inches goes out to our wrist just fine. Just add a trim onto it. Just add a band. It, it will be fine. Also, kimonos, uh, robes do not need to go to the wrist. In fact, some people might not like that. You can make it short-sleeved if you wish. So you could color block this, do whatever. I don't know, you know, ZD, if you're watching, do we have any of this teal satin <laughs> that we could include? It's it's possible. I'm not seeing it right behind me or, or anything like that, but maybe we... Okay, kimono theory. There we go. The instructions for the zine, uh, the instructions in the zine for the kimono are under the article kimono theory. So Rachel says, in order to be entered to win two and a half yards of this stuff, you need to post a picture of your kimono and do hashtag kimono theory. Okay. Hey, Jen, how you doing? Good to see you. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I think that I, I mean, I really think I can have two more kimonos this month. Don't you think for, uh, the next, the next two weeks, I'm surprised in all of this kimono talk, no one has posted any like Titus Andromedon, uh, gifs from Kimmy Schmidt. And you know, at one point he's, uh, he's just wearing a lot of kimonos and I, I really like that character, so I'll maybe I'll do a little challenge there and tell me you can post your favorite uh, Titus gifs, and maybe we've got some kimono ones. Uh, so anyway, this is my rayon kimono. It is constructed with a four-thread overlock. Uh, that is part of the kimono theory article. Okay, it's all about using different fabrics together and how you should seam them. Someone just posted in the group. They said, hey, I've been making flannel pajamas and I've been using a zigzag stitch to construct them. And like the crotch blew out. And I'm like, oh, well, a zigzag stitch is not really a great stitch to use all on its own on a woven piece of fabric, uh, seaming two wovens together. A zigzag stitch allows for stretch. It's often used as a stretch stitch. It's not great for wovens. It's not as stable uh, as it should be like the straight stitch will be. Now, a lot of people will straight stitch their seams and use a zigzag to say like overcast or finish an edge, but um, this is part of the learning process. Why do we use these stitches when we use them? The character of fabrics and the character of our garments are going to define our construction techniques. If I had made um, a close-fitting dress out of this rayon chalet, I would not have constructed it with a four-thread overlock on the serger. Whereas when I made this loose-fitting kimono, I felt fine using a four-thread overlock to seam it. The garment, those two garments are very different. More stress would have been placed on the seams of a close-fitting dress. Also, the kimonos are a very simple construction. I'm holding my arm out here. And a lot of your seams are on the cross grain and the straight of grain. You just get like a little bit of, you know, curve there in the underarm. So that is 
those are, you know, your most stable areas of the fabric. You're not constructing a lot on the bias. Whereas if I had some kind of like princess line bodice, you know, to construct, I would have really needed the security of a lock stitch on my sewing machine. Another option for those of you who have a, uh, a cover stitch machine combined with a serger, a combination machine, is that five thread safety stitch. Love that stitch. I didn't use it on this, didn't need to, but I do enjoy that stitch quite a bit. Okay, so if you have the PJ planner, you can check it out, look, reflect a little bit on how you like your PJs. And I posted a call out for, you know, PJ patterns in the group, and there were so many. And I don't have the capability at this time to kind of like share my screen and show fabrics or not fabrics. Well, I mean, that's a thing too. Patterns as I would like to be able to do. Um, so go to sewhere.com slash membership if you'd like to um, help us fund new equipment. <laughs> <laughs> because I would be able to show you, you know, images of the patterns that people have recommended. But a lot of people shared links. And there are some really wonderful patterns out there that replicate a lot of ready-to-wear. And this brings me to a little bit of a tangent uh, that I'll go on. So I'm uh, nursing. I have a four-and-a-half-month-old baby, and he's He's huge. He's wearing nine-month sleepers. I have no idea where this gigantic baby came from. My last baby was very small. That's yet another tangent. But I needed, uh, I needed um, nursing tank tops. And I said to mom, I was like, I don't want to make nursing tank tops. It just doesn't sound like like a really great time to me. I could make nursing tank tops. You know, she's like, oh, so they just have a shelf bra on them. And, you know, they've got this like uh, little attachment to the shelf bra. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I just, I just don't want to make them. So I went to the mall and I went to Target and I went to the maternity store. And I thought I was going to find like some really cute nursing tank tops. In my mind, I envisioned like florals and and you know cute things like that and n none were to be had uh there were no floral nursing tank tops they were black and they were gray and they were white and they were black and gray stripes so I ended up getting some at Target and they were $20 a piece so I got three because what I have is nursing tank tops from when my daughter was born two and a half years ago and I've worn those as undershirts since and there's just like holes in them, okay, um, you know, everywhere. So I spent $60 on nursing tank tops. And while I think that the value that I'm getting from the nursing tank top is definitely $20, I was, I kept thinking like, what does $60 worth of like fabric look like that I could buy and, you know, make something I like really enjoy? Uh, I, so you know, that's what goes through my mind. But I really did need new nursing tank tops. And like I said, I kind of want to spend my time on other things. I didn't want to work on, like, harvesting the hardware from something else or ordering it in and then, you know, making the tank top uh, in something that I'm not going to use for too terribly long, you know. Uh, and so anyway, that is what runs through my mind. Well, I think that $20 is completely reasonable for these tank tops, I, I just, I kind of wish that, I, I wanted one that was mustard colored with um, flowers on it. it, but it was not to be had. Huh, Mary says, 
Um, oh, Kim says she bought lacy ones from Jessica Simpson. The Jessica Simpson ones all had that, like, like molded cup to them that I saw this time around. I mean, I know they, you know, change with the seasons. And that molded cup on me, like, for my breast, it doesn't, like, get out of the way enough. I, I become very frustrated with it. So, anyway, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I needed the completely soft ones. And I don't have to worry about um, modesty in terms of, like, nipple showing because I'm wearing a breast pad. So I just don't even worry about that. But, yeah, I was disappointed that there was so much molded cup in her line. Uh, Mary says, uh, do you have something to recommend for people with hot flashes for kimonos? Okay. So one thing I will say, everybody is so different in their perception on temperature and breathability of fabric. This is like the heart of the DBP, uh, what do I want to say? Question, okay? Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, you know, double brushed polyester fabric. A lot of people just automatically see polyester and they think, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hot. Double brushed poly is fairly thin, okay? I mean, it's not only fiber content, okay? It's also the weave and the weight, okay, of the fabric. If you are familiar or you can envision or imagine like fibers, okay, any fiber could be woven very loosely and then suddenly become very breathable, okay, or knitted very loosely and become very breathable. I will say that this satin, quite insulating, okay. I think this is a poly satin. Uh, a lot of, you know, sometimes people will say something like, Silk is always so breathable. Well, not if it's a super tightly woven silk and like, you know, you, um, you know, are making something out of that. Like, no, it won't necessarily be breathable. I think this Chalie is pretty breathable. And check out this garment. Like, look at all that space under my arm. You know, as long as it's something thin, I think that you will be comfortable in it if you are super hot. And then the other nice thing about the kimono is that you can untie it, you know, and open it up if you are warm. Oh, here's one of my new $20 nursing tank tops uh, <laughs> as I open up my kimono. Uh, I will say, if you're looking for a thread color perfectionist, keep on looking. It's not me. There was navy thread in the right needle and the two loopers on the serger. So I just popped in that left needle to make it a four thread and I put black in there in the left needle and then I left all the navies and it saved me time and no one is ever going to see it. Uh, I also enjoy with the kimono theory we talk about different different ways that you can put belts on to your kimono and I like stitching mine on. I stitch, I secure the belt to the kimono. It doesn't get lost that way. It doesn't get away from me. I like it. I like it a lot. That's my preference for doing that. Okay, so we will have a giveaway for this lovely satin. Uh, Joanne, it's good to see you. I'm sorry that I'm getting off. Uh, she says she's excited to actually make it. Um, but I am going to get off of here. And I want to give everyone a heads up uh, that Sewing Out Loud, the podcast, it's going to release a day early this week. We're actually going to release tomorrow, Thursday, instead of Friday, because we're part of a special blog tour um, this week, and it just worked out that way. So if you just have been waiting for the next episode of Sewing Out Loud, it'll be up tomorrow, and it's a good one. All right. Well, it's been fabulous to talk to all of you. 
once again, the hashtag is kimono theory. You can post that on Instagram or you can post that um, here in the Facebook group. Okay. And I will, uh, I will draw for that at the end of the month. Like I'll probably, I can draw for that like on March 1st or something. Oh my gosh. It's almost March. Um, I guess it's February 7th. Uh, so I will draw for that. And then next week I'll announce the winners for the salmon prom dress fabric giveaway. Sorry. Things just got away from me today and I didn't get to that. All right. (laughs) Thank you all for, um, Thank you all for watching. Marion says she's joining late. Well, don't worry. This will be posted in the group and you can watch this video anytime. All right. Have a lovely night, everyone. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn.